Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just got back from seeing Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. It's a film that's only been released today, although it has been out internationally. Like It just got released here, and it's not doing good. Like That's the first thing to mention right off the bat. Critics like it, but the audience, uninterested. Absolutely the concept of the film. I mean, many people aren't seeing it because they're catching up on... X-Men, Spider-Man, all the other movies, Godzilla. There's been a lot out. There has been a lot out, so I think this might just be a a victim of the numbers game. But hopefully we'll let you know here what we thought of it so you can go see it or not see it, whatever. Starting with the 3D. We'll start with the 3D. We saw it in 3D. What do you guys think? Well, we didn't have a choice on 3D, so I'm not sure how the movie would have looked outside of it. That being said, it's... Much better than Godzilla, much better than X-Men. It actually Although it felt... still has the site like overlay Manchester, England and it's yeah. in the foreground. They it still that. does that. It still does that. It does but... and I like that but effect. It only does that a couple times. I know, yeah. I do like that effect. But just kind of in general, I felt the 3D was much better this time around. It felt like a movie that was made with the 3D spectacle in mind. A little like Drive Angry. Yeah, like there's some scenes where like stuff is actually flying at your face and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's very quick and sudden, and I can I, I can recall at least one instance where I dodged. I, I had a reflex. Yeah, that happened to me too. I can't remember which scene in particular, but I can, I can think of at least one where it's just like, ah, it's like, wait, I'm not actually Tom Cruise. I'm not that successful in life. I wasn't uh, trying to dodge something, but I remember I was trying to move my head to look at something else. <laughs> this would be the greatest video game you'll never get to play. Um, oh my god, yes. <laughs> This would make an amazing video game. If you haven't seen the trailer, um, or you don't know the premise of the movie, the long and the short of it is, it's basically Groundhog's Day, but as opposed to a man reliving the same boring day, he's reliving a war. Aliens have invaded, uh, humanity is staging essentially their last attack on it. Basically like D-Day. It's basically yeah. It's, it's almost it's very beach of Normandy. Yeah, very. Which yeah. I don't I don't I don't think is subtle. But yeah, I don't think it's because, like, no, it, didn't they just have the anniversary, like, today? Yeah, like, I they yeah. Were, It was, like... So that's kind of... That's I don't know how I feel about that, but let's go back to the movie. We'll go back yeah. to the movie. The 3D, I felt, was really well built into it. It had a lot of great set pieces to it because it's primarily an action film. Yeah, I felt the 3D was really good. Yeah, they actually had 3D in mind. Well, they very much did. The one thing I did... It's hard to explain, but it seemed a little more sharper on the eyes. Like, visually, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't too dark, Thank but God. for some reason, sometimes my eyes would get sore, and that's never happened to me before. I have that happening a lot in It, it wasn't until later days, in the movie so. that happened to me. Like, my eyes were starting to hurt, maybe just from how long we were watching it. That, and yeah. this movie is not two hours long. It, it comes in bees dick length, shy. It's seven minutes. Seven minutes, but Short you know what? I'll take that. Credit. So 3D was fine. You like yeah. may not have a choice to see it otherwise, but it's definitely not a horrible choice this time around. No, it's pretty good. Visuals, I want to talk about maybe that first, uh, maybe you saw this movie, had the same problem I felt as Elysium with the suits. So oh, yeah. In Elysium, I saw the suit, and I actually got those movies confused, these two movies confused for a little bit, because I kind of saw them at the same time, the trailers and yeah, stuff. The trailers yeah, the trailers first came out shots. about the same time, so it's... and. If you're not paying attention, it'd be very easy to confuse one for the but other. I thought they looked really terrible. They looked really terrible in Elysium. I saw the movie. Oh, it worked. Here, same kind of thing. It worked. Yeah, when you originally look at it, I was like, my god, that's clunky as crap. That would never be feasible. Then you watch them, how they work. It's kind of like, eh, it's, you know what? It's working clunk. Yeah. That like, means it's kind of a prototype beta-esque kind of power suit, but it, it's still functional. Yeah, it, it is not as sm- it's not supposed to be that smooth. They can walk in it and they can fire guns with it. It, it it's actually just feels speed. 
It actually feels yeah. very practical. And again, that kind of ties into the video game concept. It, it kind of makes these soldiers feel like video game characters with the things they can do. Not everybody is well trained in using these suits. They make that like clear. Like Tom Cruise. Like Tom yeah. Cruise where he starts out. Actually, what was a really neat thing too is they it wasn't just one suit copy and pasted everywhere. <coughs> there actually some. quite a few variants. Like there was that fat guy there that had like the massive like bomb suit armor, which looked really cool. I think launchers on some. Yeah. Yeah. And I, everyone... It's one of it's, it's one of the things that's perfectly logical. As you know, you have if you're gonna do this with the power suits, you're gonna enhance. Like that, why not do it that way? Where it's like, oh, this guy's like you have this one for like the grenadiers, or this one for the front line, or yeah, yeah you got like the heavy diff- rocketeers, the machine gunners. They look pretty good. Uh, which you kind of wonder going to the, maybe watching the trailer. Why are they using these suits? What are they fighting? Because in the trailer, they don't really show what they're fighting. Uh, the movie gives you hints that it's 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 aliens. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm. Yeah, we know what. Yeah, there. you know it's aliens, yeah. but you don't know what they look like until we actually hit the beach for a little bit. We don't even really get a good shot of them for a little while on the beach. No, they, they kind of kill a lot of things, and you just see kind of things whipping around, but not a hell and of a lot. Explosions and people dying. It's like, okay, what are these, what are these things? Yeah, because you know they're called mimics, and at first I thought like, are they mimicking like people? Like, and then you see one like tearing. Up, it's like a weed whacker. Oh, like like a buzzsaw. Like it's actually like very frantic, to... like frenetic. Its movement. When we first saw them, I, I it was one of those things. Where I agree. I was very much the same boat as you. Why would they put the soldiers in these clunky armors that don't seem to do anything for them? And then you see the aliens, they're up against the mimics, and they're terrifying. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like them in film. In film, no. In games, I've seen them. Seen almost something exactly like that, a little more organic looking. I can but, think of something that comes really close. But how like they pulse and everything—it was just like just like uh, like visually. Yeah, they're visually, yeah, visually they were unique. They were unique. I, I thinking about it a little more. I have seen something very similar to them, but it was very primitive by comparisons. I don't feel it's even fair to compare them. That's yeah. just me reaching like I think but it was, they were much more interesting than they had any need to be. They could yeah. have just been generic Transformers battleship looking. Yeah, the movie looked good. The movie did. It's oh, yeah. it's a. Uh, it's full of blue and orange contrast, which once it's been pointed out to you, you'll never unsee. There is really so much of it. It's like, at least, I'd almost say over 60% of it has blue and orange at all times. Yeah. And again, it's perfectly logical, but once it's been pointed out to you, you'll never mm-hmm. unsee it. We or, didn't even see a lot of it because for a long, for, because of the way these creatures move and they, they bury themselves and they dig. It's usually just clouds of dust. Like, um, the, cl- the closest thing I think of is a Scorponok from the first Transformers movie. When he's attacking those soldiers in the desert. Yeah. Nice. Very similar. Very similar. That's actually, I really like that. Like, like, I like that part of the first Transformers movie, but... <laughs> I actually parts. don't mind the first Transformers movie, but, but we won't get into that. We'll yeah. save that for... The CG worked well in the movie. It never really later. felt too out of place. And, and, like, it meshed well with any physical stuff that I did have. I... Which, as I understand it, most of the props were physical, like the suits... You definitely see some of the wire foo. You do sure. see some yeah. of the wire foo, but it's what this is one of those movies where you kind of have to ignore that for the benefits of it's sci-fi. Like it's re it's it's unreasonably reasonable. It works for the movie, yeah, uh, because it's it's reasonably unreasonable. Yeah. It, it's just it's just different enough from how you know this thing works to be like, oh, it's sci-fi. You just have to be oh. Answer that answered my question. Yeah, it's okay yeah. if it moves like that. It's okay if it moves like that because it's this alternate future where they're arming soldiers with power suits. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, the acting now. Yes, Tom Cruise, elephant in the room. 
Ah, uh, elephant in the room. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, actually, you know what? I really like him in this one. He's kind of a not a prick. He's just he's, he's kind of he slimy. Starts, yeah, he starts this movie in kind of two ways. He starts as a slimy dickbag. Yeah, he's an he's an advertising man. Like he's like he's a marketing guy kind yeah. of. Yeah, I didn't realize you could get a gig in the military, become a high ranking officer, just being a, a marketing yeah. guy. But oh yeah, I didn't know that. She kind of threw me at first because he's like. He's like a famous person in this movie already. Like you're watching the movie, and it's very clear he's already famous, despite the fact no one he speaks to. Well, he's not that famous. Well, I guess yeah. not. I guess the regular grunt and file would know them, especially not compared to Emily Blunt's character. But yes, he starts out as a a slime. He gets to play the two sides of Tom Cruise. Have you seen some of his older stuff in the '80s? Like I don't remember the name of the film, but he plays a marketing executive in it. And what movie was that? But anyway, uh, he. He wants to be, he can be slimy and arrogant. Like, Tom Cruise gets a lot of flack for being, I, I've heard the term boring. I don't agree with that. Like, I, I don't think he deserves that flack. No. He's, he's good in this. And then he does have, like, a character change. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. It is. Yeah. Same Absolutely. kind of deal here. I, it's, it's almost not fair to compare it to Groundhog Day, but it does play a lot of the same cards that Groundhog Day I does. think that's how, oh, yeah. that, that, that you have to do this story. Pretty much, I think there's. He no has other to way change to... as a person. Yeah, I'm not saying he does. I'm not saying he should stay that way, but I just, it, I don't think it's fair to compare it to Groundhog's Day all the same, just because it's because it's telling the same type of story using a similar method is really the only reason these two are related. Yeah, they they have a completely different objective at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and one could be an afterlife allegory. But Tom Cruise is good. Emily Blunt liked her. Yeah. She she got to play the stone cold badass Final Fantasy seven character. I guess thirteen <laughs> because she's basically lightning. Yeah. She's a hard ass with a sword, which looks so out of place. Yeah, it, the it, sword kinda... was kind of weird. It's like I think it's a propeller. I think it was like an old propeller blade. She just kind of picked up and fashioned into a. It sword actually reminded me of Fallout Three with the bumper sword. It's well, a that... piece of bumper that sharpened, and you can tell mm. it's a bumper. But it just it looks out of place. Like it's perfectly logical because these aliens are so the mimics are so fast that you almost need a melee weapon. Hence why the power armors basically have gigantic boxing gloves at the end of them. Yeah, for punching. For punching because you need it. But it just it's so very strange to see her with the sword. I almost want to say if there's any going back a little bit to the visuals, maybe if there's any part that kind of looks a little weird is when she's fighting with the sword is kind of odd. But I think that's just how these yeah. things move, like these suits, like the bursts of speed they get. I think that's more of it. She does look like a Final Fantasy character, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. J-Squad, who Tom Cruise gets roped into being with. Yeah. This motley crew of different nationalities and everything, and the we commander. slowly learn more yeah. and more about them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, it's a pre- almost pretty kind of stereotypical kind of group, but, they, but it's nice that they actually give them a backstory. Yeah. It's not like a lot of other ones where it's like, hey, here's a motley crew of miscellaneous people. Uh, and that's what, like, Groundhog's Day, you know, you get to learn some of these other characters. We don't yeah. learn that much about them, though. They're not the focus, but, but we know we learn a little bit. We no, but you learn more you than like the them. average person. You you actually like them by the end of the film. Except maybe the chick. She was just kind of a one-note generic bitch, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. She was, like, Southern. The Southern yeah. woman whose name I'm pretty is. sure she would. She does chew. Probably. So her like, teeth are probably like dirty. Like the, and I kind of yeah. The best one is obviously is he a major or colonel or sergeant? Uh, Master Sergeant yeah. Farrell, played by your friend and mine, Bill Paxton. Awesome. He's so good at these monologues. Like he's basically playing Hudson from Aliens. 
all over again. And it's fantastic. He's got this one monologue that he kind of... We use to gauge how much Tom Cruise is learning, basically. How much he's remembering. Yeah. yeah. For the first little bit. It doesn't get old. It never no. gets old because he delivers it with such... Such fervor. It's such belief. He believes every word he's saying. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. I, 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 just, well, I could listen to a monologue all day, I think. Oh, yeah. I, he needs to do audiobooks. <laughs> I hope he has. If not, or voice acting. Or, voice acting would work for him, too. But here he's a director now, yeah. which is a little sad. And then um, the general, which we get a little bit of. It's kind of, I kind of, you almost forget about him. Uh, you don't yes. think he's a factor in the movie anymore? No, he, he shows would... up a bit in the beginning and a little bit in the end. Yeah. The, the Brandon I, I like Gleason. him, though, just because, I mean... Yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, prolific actor. Very prolific actor. You've probably, yeah. If you don't recognize the name, you've certainly seen him in something. He's been all over the place. Most memorably, he's Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Yeah. But he's done a lot of other stuff. That's just the name. Very good actor. That's the pop culture reference that you'd probably tie him to. Because that's where I ended up doing it. Yeah. But, He's really good. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. No, I'm just glad they had a good cast. We can just say that. Very strong yeah. cast uh, all around, which helps. Especially considering that he gets to the premise of the film. And we'll talk about that very briefly here, the premise and the pacing. Because this is where the this is where the movie could screw up. It could. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because as we've mentioned... It all hinges on this Groundhog Day mechanic. Entirely on the Groundhog Day mechanic. Yeah. That Tom Cruise's character... Who we actually didn't name. I love his name. William Cage. That is such a 90s action hero name. Bill Cage. But you think about it. Is he not caged in this... You know, he's stuck in this loop and he's... His willpower... Uh, you can't I'm see it, maybe you just blew a, my mind. Maybe I'm thinking a little bit too much into this. We're You're talking, thinking way too much into we this. We talked about that. was brilliant. That was, that it's that's pretty service level stuff. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the, the premise could be... It could be completely shot down by doing this poorly. It could. By seeing the same scenes over and over. Which, you know, it works in... It worked, to my recollection, in Groundhog Day because it's 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 a perfect little town that, that say, uh, Bill Murray hates being in. This is different, though. This is hell. How would you react to something that's a little more literal than the perfect town that you hate? Yeah. How would you react to watching people around you die? How would you react to being thrown into a life or death situation again and again and again and again? And even when you die, there's no... You, you, you're stuck in it. I don't think the movie really goes into that so much. By the end of the movie, he does feel tired. But just yeah. how they do it in the movie, where we don't get bored as an audience, is they slowly reveal the stuff he's doing and he's learning. Yeah. We don't see the same things over and over. We don't see the whole day, really, every time. No, like, We see uh... it the first time he goes back. Well, even then, like, like they cut out a little, like, couple, probably about um, a quarter of it. The mm. second time they like they play the first day completely. Yeah. Then the last time they play it, they kind of cut out about a quarter. Well, but even there was the stuff time... in the first day that we didn't see that obviously he has lived through, like yeah. when they're on March. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean though. Like yeah. they cut out sections, but they do replace it with new sections. Yeah. It eventually gets to the point in the film where. Um... Kind of by the, uh, I want to say the halfway point, I think that's a general, a good place for it, mm -hmm. is the uh, it, it's so seamless that we as an audience don't ever really notice it's happening. Um, because there's a point where it's, they stop reminding you that these flashbacks are happening. Yeah. It's a... Uh, well, it's because when they were doing the training there, it was kind of beginning and beginning and beginning and then it was yeah. kind of like, mm, don't need that no more. Yeah, they did. They did the. Uh, they they made that joke in the training montage. But you're basically. fairly clear that you are aware of when the day, like that he is living through another day. 
Most of the time. There's yeah. a couple times where it's like, oh, wait, is he starting? But, or the, is he whole, but or? the only time they do that is when they are trying to mess with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he's not being sincere about how many times he's lived through that day already. He's kind of lying to Emily Blunt's character, you know? Also, she likes to shoot him square in the head. Yeah, the violence in this movie, I mean, there was, I guess, a mature rating on it. Actually, that was PG. Really? Because they honestly don't show blood. Think about it. Oh, a little bit on his head, maybe. I guess. Well, yeah, they, they cheat. a little on the head, but I mean, you don't see blood squirting out. No, or... true, true. But people do die, like... Yeah. Especially, like, the but, airdrop. Yeah, when the ship drops on that poor bastard. Or, no, no, I mean, like, them getting out of the ship. Oh, God. People yeah, are blown up. Fire. People are hitting each other on those cables. There's a guy on... Quite a few people on fire. There's a couple, yeah. A couple the only guy keeps going on fire. The only guy keeps going I don't... Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, I kind of want to laugh, but... It's not appropriate, because <laughs> yeah. people are dying horribly. Yeah, but I mean, he's marching on like he's not on fire, and he's just... Well, because if he slows down, he'll catch. He's, he's just, I'll just keep the fire behind while I'm going. Fair enough. <laughs> it can't catch me. So the good news is, that, it, that, could have literally, that could easily have been the worst part of the movie, the pacing. Because it's the most important part of the movie, is the Groundhog Day thing. Yeah. And if they had messed that up, it wouldn't <clears> work. But thankfully, at least I can say from my perspective, it's... I don't want to say it's perfect, but it comes to as close as you're going to get as perfect for this mechanic that they're using. There's a reason that we haven't seen a lot of Groundhog Day-esque movies. No, because it's, 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 it's hard to run it. It's very hard to run it. A lot of people would have screwed it up. I think yeah. this is as good as you would get. Like It's as good as Groundhog's Day for how they execute it. Yeah. For its scenario, it's perfectly run. The only thing I can think of maybe to talk about still is... I could see the ending kind of rubbing some people the long way. Is it a cop-out? I, I Personally, I found it a little bit of a cop-out for a happy ending. I, I don't particularly like, have an issue with it. I understand it. Well, my only issue is, like, why exactly that day? Like, by that moment? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter for that ending. No, no. but it kind of sets up for a, uh, a coin toss in the air whether they want to make a second one. No. No. They, I, they could, because they think... talked about in the beginning there where there could be millions of these meteorites. And... No, no, that's not what they're implying. That's not what they're implying. It's more... Um, you wouldn't do it... It's one of those things where, because it is based on something that exists. Again, it's a Japanese novel slash manga. It Maybe it's different than how the writer like wrote it. Maybe they wanted the Hollywood happy ending. Who knows? I don't have the issue with it, because they're playing with time travel. It actually... it I don't want to say it makes perfect sense, but... I can reach the logical conclusion here. I'm probably overthinking it in doing so. I just think... Well, I, don't, I can't talk about it without spoiling it. But I don't think the ending is that bad. I don't... Like, you could go on either way. I would kind of would have liked the more maybe heroic ending. But this is okay. I, I, can, I can agree. It's almost it's yeah. too Groundhog's Day. If there's anything like that's... That's the problem. <laughs> it's that, too... That one ending. Day. I'll give yeah. you that. The ending is too... Uh, quotations Groundhog's Day because it does want to end happily. I didn't mind that though. Like again, I didn't, mm. that, that didn't have, I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's all a matter of how you perceived it, and I don't. You're right. It will rub some people the wrong way. I, I so I do think it's a shame that this film isn't doing as well as it should. Like we went opening night, and it was dead. We went no. That's also the time of day we went. It might also be more the time of we day. Went, we went like yeah. right. Like most some people aren't off work yet. No, no, that's, that's true. So hopefully the film does better here, but uh, the international market, it was released internationally first, it's not doing terribly well, which mm. 
is saddening because I think this film's a lot better than that. Well, you want to talk about your rating now, then? I guess we, I will, I'll just go straight into rating then, and I'll do mine. Especially compared to Oblivion, this is just, it's a much better film than Oblivion is. It's it's got good. It's a great sci-fi movie. The premise is as perfectly executed as you're going to do it, um, give or take on that ending. But you know, yeah. so it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the acting's really good. It's a very solid cast. I love the effects. Uh, the mimics. We didn't really talk about them that much, but to be fair, we it's something you have to see because they're visually. They're kind of terrifying. Like they're they're they're, yeah. they're they're very scary. Like they're terrifying in a you know creature in the dark is. I guess, but sometimes you need that. Sometimes it just it and it yeah. works. Well, because they're always in motion. I think is the most scary part. Like they're coming at you, you're probably dead. Very much so. They have to jump on you, you're dead. Yeah, even the way they come at you is kind of horrifying. It's kind of like a... How, blah, 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 blah. You, uh, how do I deal with this? How do I yeah. deal with this? You shoot and You pray. shoot and you kind of pray. But I liked, I liked the, the, the acting. Like I said, I liked the, the story I thought was really good. Uh, the, the action scenes were... We didn't really talk about those that much, but the action scenes are really solid. Um, they do have some smaller character moments in between, some slower stuff, uh, admittedly. Yeah. But the action scenes kind of make up for it because it's still decently paced. Um, so it's not like these these character sections, specifically between Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, are horrible. It's not bad. It's just there are some breaks in between where you know maybe I don't want to say we could use more action, but the actions we get are worth it. So yeah, oh yeah, they're they're nice. So and just going on the rating of that, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I was expecting, especially with that premise in mind. But I gotta give this I gotta give this a seven out of ten. I oh. really liked it, and I thought it was much better than I expected. Better than First Class? I think so. I it, the problem with First Class, looking back on that, is is pacing. My, I don't want to say pacing's a problem, and it's not as memorable as I think it would it will be. No, it's... Line. that was my issue with First Class. Just kind of in retrospect, uh, this one it's it's again it's a lot like Groundhog's Day, and I know you'll talk about this. So I don't want to say it for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much agreeing with you on the point that it may not be something you watch more than once every few years, if even that, because it's very close together. It's very, just from the way the mechanic works alone and the way they pace it, it's very memorable in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. You know, a, a lot of things, you know, I agree. The pacing is very well done for what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't drag on too much. I mean, I think there's maybe one or two scenes that kind of slow down a little bit. But it's only... Five minutes. Hmm. That's nothing within this movie. I, the character in, interaction between the two, of uh, Tom Cruise and Emily, Emily Blunt, I found to be very well done. The comedical, I guess you can almost say the comedical deaths that happen, actually happen quite often, and, and they're pretty funny. Yeah, the, uh, there is some like odd humor there. Yeah, like uh, when he gets smacked in the wall, you know, you know, breaks his leg, he's like... And he's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And it's like, no, your leg's broken. We gotta reset. No, 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 it's a... When he what if he feels thing. it? Does he feel dying? They don't ever go into that. Yeah. Which is probably for the best, but... I mean, they kind of show him waking up screaming, but I mean, it's kind of a last-minute thing. You know, before you died, so it's kind of a... Yeah. You know what? Visually, it was really cool. The, in- the creatures were really neat. No, you know, there's no problem with the creatures. You know, they're well done. The Omega... Thing, the mastermind brain hive mind thing that one was kind of plain 
I don't know. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of a, you know, what do you expect? It's also kind of like Oblivion. Yeah. Mm. Just from a visual standpoint. Look at this orbital Geometric shape. Geometric shape of mind. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. I'd say, you know what, I gotta agree with you. Seven out of ten. I, I, I can't see myself giving it an eight. Admittedly, there is one problem with the film. And I didn't want to bring it up because I know Dixon will. Because Dixon is the guy with the shelf. Dixon, yeah. a part of Dixon's rating critique is, would it end up on my shelf? It yeah. will not end up on my shelf, probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll Unless let you I was like, it. If I'm getting it as a gift, I'll keep it, but just... <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. I like Groundhog Day, but you can only watch it every couple of years. And is it worth buying to keep on your shelf to watch every once in a while? No. no. If it's on Netflix, though, hey... That's a win for me. Where it's on TV, I might watch it. It's like Groundhog's Day, but they, they mess with the formula a little bit in that because it is more of a time-sensitive scenario... Right, you know, obviously it's not like he's just living every day over and over just for the heck of it. And he doesn't know why. No, he knows got, why. He knows what he has to do. He's got one day to do so, it. So, to kind of accelerate that, I like how they gave Emily Blunt's character like this happened to her. She understands. So when he shows up, she just doesn't think he's crazy. Yeah. Which well, she does. That would really like you couldn't do the movie then because he could not get everything done that he needed to do by no. himself. No, by himself without a, a thousand tries. And I don't. And he doesn't then, have time for that. No. Even then, he's kind of technically done like a, probably a thousand tries. Oh, yeah, but... He seemingly stops counting right around the time that they stop showing us all the times he started over. Yeah. yeah. Maybe because they're in a war-type scenario and it's okay and people do kind of odd stuff. I thought the romance between Emily Blunt's character and Tom Cruise's character was a little... Forced? forced. Not for him, because it makes perfect sense for him. Yeah. For her, maybe because she has this prior knowledge of what, she's, what he's going through... And obviously the stuff that she shared with him in these other scenarios, he remembers and she understands that there must be a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a little forced near the end, but maybe because they figured they were going to die. Yeah, it is kind of a... And they do, you know, they do die several times. Technically, so, yes. All the times. It rubbed me a little weird. Not as much as the ending. The ending, I, once again, just felt kind of... I accept it, but it feels a little different than the rest of the movie. I I'd almost would want to see, like, I would have cut it, <laughs> almost. Yeah, oh, I know exactly what you mean. But it kind of it wraps everything up nice, so. Yeah. Love the acting. Acting was good. I like J-Squad and their other little idiosyncrasies you learn about. Bill Paxton and uh, Gleason there, like, both of them kind of really helped me. Like, they were both really good, so. I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. It's just novel. Fair enough. It's, I mean, novel. It's, it's, it's a really good movie, but I can't watch it all the time. If, if it's somehow... I don't know what they could do. What they could do to the premise, to the to that kind of Groundhog's Day scenario, to make me want to watch it again because I can't watch Groundhog's Day that often either. No. Yeah. It's 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 the premise. You can only watch it once every year at most. But it's much better than I thought because, like, going in, yeah, I just did not like the look of the suits, and it just it just looked like a really odd movie, you know. Yeah. And even the name, like Edge of Tomorrow, was kind of a kind of a poor name. Yeah. It doesn't sell very well. The original manga title and light novel title is All You Need Is Kill. English, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah like I, you... think, I think that's the translation. Probably doesn't translate well. Because the name I have is, if I'm reading this right, Oru You Nido Izukiru. Hmm. See, I don't, think that, I don't think it would have sold that name either. Yeah, it was really happy. It was better than Oblivion. Much better than Oblivion. <laughs> On that note, um, this will be the Three Guys Podcast signing out. We will see you next time. Good night, folks. Good night. Bye.